0: Hey, we need to talk. Uh, I think we need some space. Blue space! Okay, (laughs) that was corny, but you probably don't know what that actually means. It's actually something that you shouldn't feel blue about. Okay, okay, I'll stop, I'll stop. Um, But blue space is something that we all can benefit from, if we have access to it. I feel like I take it for granted, and maybe you do too. Because, I mean, what the heck is blue space? I mean, it sounds like a dope album idea or something. Hey, my name is Osa Seneca, and this is The Climate Doctor, NoMD. Last episode, I talked about sunshine, vitamin D, and the connection to mental health. And I thought that was that. I didn't think I would still be talking about that topic, but I saw an article about blue space. Yeah, I wanted to keep chugging along, but you know, let's give some time to delve a little deeper into mental health, because you know that matters, and there's more good news for us, for those who are trying to stay on top of the winter blues. If you know what green space is, Blue space is basically like the water version of green space. So it means green space is urban land that can support vegetation. You know, the woods, forests, grasslands, local parks and even private ones, private gardens. If blue space is the water version of green space, blue space is an accessible urban body of water. So a body of water you can interact with and it can be man-made or natural. So there's a lot of opportunities for us to do this. It could be a lake, a river the ocean, whatever, but blue space is something that could be as small as a pool, it could be as small as a fountain in a park. And for a long time, we didn't really distinguish blue space and green space. So we've seen a lot of research come on about the health benefits of green space for mental health and physical health, but not so much specifically about blue space. And uh, why is that? Why do we care about blue space now anyway? that urban green spaces like parks and the countryside are hugely important to our health and well-being as well but i think what we've sort of found in this study is actually that we might be underestimating the coast and marine environments as a public health resource at the moment the guy speaking right there was dr lewis elliott an environmental psychologist and lecturer at the university of exeter in england he's also a researcher at blue health which is a europe-wide initiative of scientists looking to investigate the relationship between urban space urban blue space specifically, the climate and human health. So they got a whole continent of researchers looking at blue space. So there's gotta be something there, right? And there's a lot of data that they already have. Blue space uses data from this huge survey that I think England collects every year about the people's engagement with the natural environment. And they found that over 207, or people from England, excuse me, make over 270 million visits a year. And that survey is over 300,000 people. So basically, the idea is by showing how important blue space is to human health, policymakers have to think about human health, too. So with the work of research teams like Blue Health, you can see how the next time we want to dry up a river or pollute one or redirect one by building a dam, you're going to have to think about human health, because when you show that the environment has a significant effect on human health, it changes who gets a say and what we talk about at the table where decisions are made. But You have to show that there is a significant effect for blue space distinguishing health benefits from green space is up in the air right now so with the evidence we have now we can say for sure that blue space supports physical and mental health by boosting vitamin d levels and helping you chill out after a long day at work or something but that's not different from what we already know about green space the difference could just be how strong the effect is though So what that could mean is that being around blue space gives you more of a restorative mental health effect than walking around your neighborhood, baseball diamond that's nearby, or playing soccer on a field. You just have to get the right dose. Now, what is the right dose of blue space? You need a right dose, right, to see those health benefits. For green space, research out there seems to cite this one paper saying 30 minutes or more during the week. That's where it seems like there's some agreement in the community of research. But for Blue Space, for Blue Space, you know, like I was saying, it's up in the air and Blue Health, they say 120 minutes uh, per week. So that's uh, two hours. I want to know how should I split up that 120 minutes between Green Space and Blue Space if I'm listening to Blue Health, for example. Let's say I want to maximize the health benefits I could get, right? Should I be spending more time around the Charles River in Cambridge or should I just be walking around the Boston Commons for that time? I don't know and I don't think they have enough data for that yet. But if the researchers did, I think the case for blue space could be more convincing. Anyways, that's just the one thing I would ask. I mean, come on, let's be real. Not everyone has access to blue space. How do we even get blue space when a lot of us are landlocked in our huge concrete jungle cities? I mean, when asked about it, Dr. Elliott said that we have to think more about replicating the effect of being around blue space through artificial means. So they're currently doing research at Blue Health about using virtual reality to simulate the effects of blue spaces, so we'll see about that. And again, not everyone has access to virtual reality technology like that, so the only way we could really see this happening, or at least maybe just me, is through the hospital system, if it ever comes to pass. Last episode I was talking about how we're trying this thing called light therapy to simulate the effect of natural sunlight for vitamin D production, and I wonder, are we going to see something like, I don't know, blue therapy come up? I mean. Now that I think about it, low-key, we kinda have that already in various forms. There's all types of sports therapy that involves submerging people in cold pools of water, just on different levels. Sometimes the trash can filled up with ice and water, or performing swimming exercises in a pool. And remember, whether it's man-made or not, an accessible body of water is considered blue space. So I mean, nah. Is taking any is anything above taking a shower or blue space? <laughs> or are you engaging with blue space? Look, going by what I said earlier, that blue space is an accessible urban body of water, it doesn't apply. But I mean, for real, though, what is the threshold for blue space? That's a real question, because so many of us don't live near blue space that's accessible. And for most of us, blue space is real limited. And the way it works is that if you live near a body of water, you probably have to have some money because property values would make that expensive. Because poor people are probably not living in good housing, close to a body of water, they are at risk for living with the most health conditions that blue space could probably help them. So they could benefit the most from living near a body of water or being near the coast. I think that's where this whole discussion of blue space should really end up going. How are we going to get it to people in concrete jungles and in the marginalized neighborhoods or the marginalized communities without access to blue space or green space? All this to say that, you know, if you do have blue space, basically, don't take it for granted. You know, run along the lake, sit on a beach and, you know, chill out near the water. For some people, it could mean go rowing or swimming in a pool if you're comfortable. Not me, though, because then pools be dirty, but that's on you. And if you don't have access, you can try simulating it if you want to in your own way, especially as it gets colder. That's probably better for you to do than going out of your way to get to a blue space or just stick to green space. Hey, I'm just giving you options. Some options that can give you hope, so you know what you can do. It's time for the community mailbag. You know how I was just saying that as it gets colder, we should try to think about simulating blue space or green space or somehow just getting their benefits artificially? Yeah, so that's if it gets colder. Why has this November been so hot? Like, yo, this is weird. We had like three days this week where you could justifiably come out with shorts and a T-shirt. Did I somehow teleport? I mean, I'm still in Boston, right? I mean, I don't remember ever seeing something like this my whole time growing up here. See, I know that, like, this is partly climate change, so I shouldn't be surprised, right? But this is wild. It didn't stop me, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, from dressing up and enjoying the weather. Like, sunny and warm weather is sunny and warm weather. Let me enjoy it for the moment while it's here. It's going to get cold eventually. And I actually didn't ask a question about it. But, you know, I put on my story about how I'm kind of concerned, but I'm still going to enjoy the weather and I got some engagement. You know, y'all came through with the responses. First of all, it's clear that I'm not the only one who's thinking about this. Some people seem more concerned than me. They're wondering, how can I be so happy? Well, that's faith. You know, I know God is doing something with this whole climate change phenomenon. So that's just me. I trust in him, so I can't be too sad. And uh, like I said, if I want to enjoy some nice weather, I'm going to enjoy some nice weather, okay? I can enjoy it and still be concerned on the down low. (laughs) Okay, so boom. Thank you for listening again to another episode of this podcast. Um, Well, follow on Instagram at OBA underscore OSASE. And at climate underscore doc underscore pod. So you can stay tuned for the next episode. Appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, also, I said this last episode, but peep, I have a link tree. So if you want to share the podcast with anybody, I'd appreciate it. Um, and you can just go to my Instagram and share that link tree link with them. And they can click from there. Thank you all for listening again. Peace out. And God bless.